Results to Research is not designed to and does not provide medical service, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or to any other individual. Through this audio magazine and linkages to any websites, Results to Research provides general information for educational purposes only. The information provided in this audio through linkages to other websites is not a substitute for medical or professional care, and you should not use the information in place of a visit, call, consultation, or advice from your healthcare provider. Results to Research is not liable or responsible for any advice, course of treatment, diagnosis, or any other information, services, or product you obtain through this audio magazine. Welcome to Results Through Research. RTR monthly audio series has taught millions of listeners how to make better choices concerning eating, lifestyle, and taking responsibility for your health. Being a non-sponsored source allows RTR to deliver the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. RTR is now heard on every continent in the world. Congratulations on becoming part of one of the fastest growing go-to wellness informational series on the planet. Now here is Doug Caparino. This month on RTR, we're going to talk about the eight most common hormonal imbalances that drives weight gain. Next, I'll speak about the seven healthy reasons to eat more garlic. Next up will be the throwaway organ you can't live without. And last but not least, and I'm going to apologize for this ahead of time, your wine may be filled with arsenic. Okay, let's get right to it. The eight most common hormonal imbalances that drives weight gain. Our bodies are hardwired to send us signals when something just isn't right. But often we're too busy to hear them begging for attention. Many of us experience signs and symptoms of hormonal imbalance every single day. Recognizing and treating the subtle signs of hormonal imbalance is essential, yet so many of us have been out of balance for so many years that we don't know how to recognize what balance is anymore. No matter how imbalance manifests on the outside, the internal reality remains the same. Any and all hormonal imbalance leads to difficulty, losing weight, and increased risk of obesity. Unfortunately, the most common imbalances cannot be solved by dieting alone. In fact, they can prevent successful fat loss, even when great menus and exercise plans are in place. Without enough thyroid hormone, every system in the body slows down. Those who suffer from hyperthyroidism feel tired, tend to sleep a lot, experience constipation, and typically experience weight gain. Extremely dry skin, hair loss, slower mental processes, brittle hair, splitting nails, diminished ability to sweat during exercise, infertility, poor memory, depression, decreased libido, feeling cold, or an inability to lose weight are all symptoms to watch for. Now, if you suspect you have a thyroid condition, make sure that your doctor assesses you and your full range of symptoms, not just your blood work. You want a functional medicine doctor that's going to take a look at your entire lifestyle. Even levels of TSH, which is an indicator of thyroid function, within the normal range have been proved to accelerate weight gain and to interfere with healthy metabolic rate in both men and women. 
And as I have said so many times before here on RTR, sometimes it's not always thyroid that is the culprit. Sometimes it can be adrenal burnout. So that's another thing that you want to test for. And I can't tell you how many clients have come to me that doctors want to put them on thyroid medication immediately. And the first question I always ask is, how much cruciferous vegetables do they eat on a weekly basis? Because remember, raw cruciferous vegetables in the form of kale, cauliflower, broccoli, any of those contain a thyroid inhibiting enzyme. Inevitably, people who eat the most raw kale and cruciferous vegetables will have a slower thyroid function. Now, remember, if you cook it or blanch it quickly, you will destroy that thyroid inhibiting enzyme, thus making it a little bit of a healthier option for you. I'm not saying never eat raw kale or cruciferous vegetables, just don't make them a staple in your everyday menu. The next sign you want to look for is insulin excess. Insulin is an essential substance whose main function is to process sugar in the bloodstream and carry it into cells to be used as fuel or stored as fat. There are several reasons for excess insulin, but the main culprits are stress, consuming too much nutrient-poor carbohydrates, the type found in processed foods, sugary drinks such as sodas, packaged low-fat foods, and artificial sweeteners. Insufficient protein intake, inadequate fat intake, and deficient fiber all add to it. Heart palpitations, sweating, poor concentration, weakness, anxiety, fogginess, fatigue, irritability, or impaired thinking are common short-term side effects of high insulin. Unfortunately, our bodies typically respond to these unpleasant feelings by making us think we're hungry which in turn causes us to reach for more of those high sugar foods and drinks. We then end up in a vicious cycle of hormonal imbalance, a condition called insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome, which only furthers weight gain and our risk of diabetes and yes, heart disease. The next thing you're gonna take a look for is serotonin imbalance. Serotonin exerts powerful influence over mood, emotions, memory, cravings, especially for carbs, your self-esteem, your pain tolerance, your sleep habits, your appetite, digestion, and body temperature regulation. When we're feeling down or depressed, we naturally crave more sugars and starches to stimulate the production of serotonin. Now, according to the World Health Organization, projects that depression and anxiety will soon be the number one disability experienced by adults. For adequate serotonin production, all of the following are crucial. Plenty of sunlight, a healthy menu rich in protein, minerals and vitamins, regular exercise, and above all, good sleep. When we measure our current lifestyle against all the elements necessary for the body's natural production of serotonin, the wide-ranging epidemic of low serotonin is certainly not surprising. Add in chronic stress and out-of-control multitasking, two of the main causes of serotonin depletion, and it's no wonder many of us suffer from depleted serotonin. Under situations of chronic stress, whether the stress is physical, emotional, chemical, environmental, or mental, real or imagined, our bodies release high amounts of the hormone 
Cortisol, we've all heard of it, the fight or flight hormone. If you suffer from a mood disorder such as anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, or exhaustion, or if you have a digestive issue such as irritable bowel syndrome, you can bet your body is cranking up your cortisol levels. Through a complicated network of hormonal interactions, prolonged stress results in raging appetite, metabolic decline, belly fat, and loss of hard-won metabolically active muscle tissue. In other words, chronic stress makes us soft, flabby, and much older than we truly are. We want to take a look at imbalances from inflammation, digestive disorders, allergies, autoimmune disease, arthritis, asthma, eczema, acne, abdominal fat, headaches, depression, and sinus disorders are all associated with chronic inflammation, which has recently become recognized as the root cause of obesity and unhealthy aging. At the Postgraduate Nutrition Symposium at Harvard University recently, researchers revealed findings suggesting that inflammation and excess insulin are the major contributors to rising rates of type 2 diabetes and the overall fattening of North America. Interestingly enough, the wrong or right food can both be the cause or the cure of your inflammation issues. So have we spoken about here before, trigger foods, figuring out which foods are right for you and your biochemical type, which led me to my L3W company, which we have the patented blood and urine analysis, which is able to determine your exact foods meant for you. Extra estrogen, another culprit. Researchers have now identified excess estrogen to be a, a great risk factor for obesity in both sexes as poor eating habits and lack of exercise contribute to it. There are two ways to accumulate excess estrogen in the body. We either produce too much of it in our own or acquire it from our environment or daily menu. We are constantly exposed to estrogen-like compounds in foods that contain toxic pesticides, herbicides, and growth hormones. A premenopausal woman with estrogen dominance will likely have PMS, too much body fat around the hips, and difficulty losing weight. Menopausal women, and yes, men too, may experience low libido, memory loss, poor motivation, depression, loss of muscle mass, and increased belly fat. Now, imbalances from menopause could also wreak havoc on your system. And according to projections in the United States, 25 million women will hit menopause within the next decade. Contrary to popular belief, Menopause, which can begin as early as 40 years of age, is not just about estrogen decline. Supplies of other hormones such as progesterone, testosterone, and DHEA also tend to dry up right along with the skin, hair, eyes, and libido. Many women come to me at all of my seminars really frustrated with the unwelcoming changes in their bodies during this phase of life especially an annoying thickening of the waistline. Other common symptoms of menopause include hot flashes, difficulty sleeping, headaches, heart palpitations, poor memory and concentration, urinary urgency or incontinence, vaginal dryness, changes in the appearance of skin and hair and emotional changes like depression, anxiety, and irritability. Now, low testosterone, also a major culprit in contributing to this. Testosterone enhances libido, 
bone density, muscle mass, strength, motivation, memory, fat burning, and skin tone in both men and women. An increase of body fat and loss of muscle may happen even with dieting and exercise when testosterone is low. Testosterone levels tend to taper off with aging, obesity, and stress, but today men are experiencing testosterone decline much earlier in life. This is quite an alarming finding considering low testosterone has been linked to depression, obesity, osteoporosis, heart disease, and even death. A PhD by the name of Dr. Mark Herman, an endocrinologist at the University of Arizona College of Medicine, blames the proliferation of endocrine-suppressing estrogen like compounds used in pesticides and other farming chemicals for the downward trend in male testosterone levels. Phthalates, commonly found in cosmetics, soaps, and most plastics, are another known cause of testosterone suppression. Good news is, is that when we deplete our body of these different herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides, we see testosterone levels and hormone levels come back to normal. The key here is recognizing when your body is in toxic overload. Next up, we're going to take a look at seven healthy reasons to eat more garlic. Whether you love garlic or can't stand the stink, there is no denying that this bowl provides a treasure trove of healthy benefits. Garlic has been called the stinking rose. While some people think it reeks, others can't get enough of it. Whether you love garlic or can't stand it, there is no denying that this bowl provides a wealth of healthy benefits. RTR documents the effectiveness of garlic in 183 disease conditions, ranging from cancer to stroke, infection to arterial sclerosis, diabetes to lead toxicity. There is also evidence of garlic's 57 pharmacological effects in the body. Here are just seven evidence-based reasons to eat more garlic every single day. The first one, garlic cuts risk of heart attack and stroke by, get this, 50%. That's right, 5-0. Garlic reduces a multitude of risk factors that may lead to heart attack or stroke. It's been shown to affect arterial sclerosis, triglycerides, blood pressure, platelet aggregation, and plasma viscosity. Penn State researchers noted that studies link garlic use with 30 8% decreased risk of heart problems in general. And in a prospective four-year clinical trial in Germany, researchers found that because garlic has so many effects on the body, it resulted in a reduction of relative cardiovascular risk for infraction or heart attack and stroke by more than 50%. Number two, garlic slows arterial sclerosis. Studies show garlic inhibits the formation of arterial plaque. And in fact, research on greenmindinfo.com researchers found that 14 studies on how garlic fights arterial sclerosis, calcification of the arteries, and arterial plaque. At UCLA, researchers conducted a placebo-controlled double-blind, randomized trial of 65 people at risk for heart disease. Every day, they gave the subjects a placebo capsule or a capsule containing aged garlic extract, the equivalent of 250 milligrams, plus vitamin B12, 
100 micrograms, folic acid, 300 micrograms, vitamin B6, 12.5 milligrams, and the amino acid L-arginine at 100 milligrams. They measured the amount of the calcification in the coronary artery at the beginning of the trial and at the end. After one year, the progression of coronary artery calcification was significantly reduced for the group taking the garlic and other supplements. And the four-year clinical trial that was done in Germany cited above showed that garlic powder taken daily reduced the volume of plaque by up to 18% without changing anything else in the person's lifestyle. It's pretty remarkable. The third reason is that garlic protects the heart from calcification, according to a study published in the International Journal of Cardiology, which shows that aged garlic extract helps alter the ratio of brown fat to white fat surrounding the heart muscle. Brown fat is a more active form of adipose tissue and produces heat or energy, while white fat is for storage and is inactive. White fat surrounding the heart muscle is strongly correlated with the calcification of the coronary artery. The study randomized 60 subjects to receive either a daily placebo or a supplement containing 250 milligrams of aged garlic extract, 100 micrograms of vitamin B12, and by the way, that's methylcobalin, not sinocobalin, so I want to make sure I differentiate between the two B12s because that's very important, 300 micrograms of folic acid, 12.5 milligrams of vitamin B6, and 100 milligrams of L-arginine. After one year, the risks of coronary artery calcium progression were significantly lower in the supplement group compared to the placebo group. Researchers also found an increase in the beneficial brown fat around the heart muscle. And the more brown fat a person had around their heart, the less risk of calcification they had. Now, another randomized placebo-controlled study from UCLA looked at the effect of aged garlic extract in patients on statin drugs. For one year, patients took either a placebo or four milliliters of aged garlic extract. At the end of the year, the rate of coronary calcification was three times slower for those taking the aged garlic extract. Garlic may prove useful for patients or who are at high risk for future cardiovascular events. Pretty amazing. Four, garlic lowers blood pressure better than drugs. A groundbreaking study in the Pakistan Journal of Pharmaceutical Sciences compared garlic tablets with the blockbuster blood pressure-lowering drug atenol and a placebo. It found that garlic in daily doses ranging from 300 to 1,500 milligrams significantly reduced systolic and diastolic blood pressure in hypertensive patients compared to atenol and the placebo. So how does garlic lower blood pressure? Well, sulfur compounds in garlic enter the red blood cells and are converted to hydrogen sulfide, which dilates the blood vessels. That helps boost blood flow and reduce blood pressure. In another study, Chinese researchers recruited 125 stroke patients and asked them how often they ate garlic. The mean garlic intake of the group was 2.9 grams per day, about one clove. Then they measured arterial blood flow using an ultrasound test. Researchers found that they could accurately predict blood flow based on the amount of garlic the patients reported eating. Patients eating less garlic 
had poorer circulation. Those eating more had better circulation. Number five, garlic fights infection. Garlic has potent antibacterial powers and may be the life-saving answer to the growing problem of multidrug-resistant bacteria. Studies prove that garlic can kill at least 13 types of infections, both bacterial and viral. One study compared garlic to the antibiotic drug metrodizinol in treating vaginal infections. Every day, women in this study received either two 500-milligram garlic tablets or two 250-milligram doses of metrodizinol. After seven days, the garlic reduced the active infection by a whopping 70% compared to 48% for the drug. And garlic had no side effects, making it even a safer bet by far. Metrodizinol is a probable carcinogen with a wide range of side effects, including nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, headache, dizziness, and abdominal pain. Is there really a choice here or an option? Kind of a no-brainer from where I'm standing. Number six, garlic prevents the common cold. The Cochrane Collaboration in Australia documented a study in which garlic reduced the incidence of colds by more than 50%. Researchers gave 146 people either a placebo or a garlic supplement standardized to 180 milligrams of allicinian. Allicinian is the compound that gives garlic its pungent smell. After 12 weeks, the placebo group had 65 total colds, while the garlic group only had 24. In addition, the placebo group had a total of 366 sick, day, sick days compared to the garlic group, which only had 111. In other words, the placebo group had more than triple the number of sick days as the garlic group. Garlic can also reduce the severity of cold symptoms. In a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, which are the only studies, by the way, that are bona fide, published in the Clinical Journal of Nutrition, Researchers gave 120 people either a placebo or 2.5 grams per day of an aged garlic extract supplement. Over six months, the garlic group had 58% fewer colds and suffered 61% fewer days with colds. In addition, the garlic group had 21% fewer symptoms when they did catch a cold. Last but not least, number seven, garlic beats chelation drugs for detoxifying lead in your system. Garlic naturally reduces blood and tissue concentrations of lead. And it's just as effectively as common chelation drugs. A study published in the Journal of Basic and Clinical Pharmacology and Toxology compared garlic to the chelation drug known as D-penicillamine. Researchers measured lead concentrations in the blood of 117 workers at a car battery plant. Then the workers were randomly assigned to take either garlic, 1.2 milligrams of allicinian for approximately 1,000 milligrams of garlic extract three times daily, or depenicillamine, 250 milligrams three times daily. After four weeks, both the drug and the garlic significantly reduced lead concentrations in the blood by about the same amount. But the garlic also improved clinical symptoms while the drug did not. 
The garlic significantly reduced irritability, headaches, deep tendon reflex, and systolic blood pressure. And the drug had serious side effects, or as I like to call them, direct effects. The researchers concluded that garlic seemed safer clinically and as effective as the drug. Therefore, garlic can be recommended for the treatment of mild to moderate lead poisoning. Garlic has been proven time and time again to be safe and effective, and many studies have tested garlic oil, powder, or aged garlic extracts. But eating and cooking with fresh whole garlic is a great way to get the benefits on a daily basis. Aim for one clove a day. But let your garlic sit for a few minutes after crushing or chopping it. This allows the allicinian to fully develop. Heating the garlic or adding an acid like lemon juice or vinegar right away will kill off many of the beneficial compounds. Next, the throwaway organ you just can't live without. Now that the link between saturated fat and heart disease has been thoroughly debunked, we can freely enjoy butter, cream, and coconut oil to our heart's content, right? Well, maybe, or maybe not. Americans are finally breaking up with sugar and starting a new love affair with fats. Fat is back as a healthy micronutrient that's key for brain health, hormone production, and the reduction of belly fat. That's healthy fat too, by the way. Fats are also the precursor to echocyanoids, localized hormones or signaling molecules that target nearby tissues, or prostaglandins being just one example. Whether you're doing an ancestral or ketogenic diet, or you've gone vegan, beneficial fats have captured the spotlight, and deservingly so. Your brain is more than 50% fat, and apart from nerves, every single cell in your body uses fat as its primary fuel source. However, the truth is, is that many individuals are not in love with their new higher fat menus. Some experience bouts with indigestion or reflux or other sluggish thyroids. Some drop weight like a rock on placebo, whereas others' waistlines won't budge. So what gives? These issues can be traced to bile and the gallbladder. Bile is responsible for breaking down fats and plays a key, unprecedented role in detoxification. Bile is an important detox mechanism we don't hear much about. Contrary to what you read, you do need your gallbladder. But this incredibly important organ seems to have fallen out of favor over the past century or so. The best diet in the world will do nothing for you if you can't properly absorb your foods. And this is what's happening with today's higher fat diets. Remember the old saying, you are what you eat? Well, not true. You are what you can absorb. If your body can't process fats, you simply won't get those fabulous fat-blasting, immune-boosting, membrane-protecting, fuel-providing benefits from those healthy fats. I've been warning about the risks of low-fat diets for decades, but only recently did I gain a full appreciation for the role of our gallbladders. While diving into the latest research, I made a remarkable discovery. 
problems related to the gallbladder dysfunction are almost completely being ignored by medical professionals who essentially thumb their noses at the lowly gallbladder, as if it's a throwaway organ. But in reality, your gallbladder performs an impressive number of important tasks. Is yours working as well as it should be? The gallbladder is a muscular pear-shaped organ located just beneath your liver, whose purpose is to store, concentrate, and eject bile when needed. Without this infusion of bile, you can't absorb your fat-soluble nutrients, your vitamins A, D, E, and K, and those all-important essential fatty acids. Ladies, your gallbladder may actually be your sexiest organ. It's at least the most underappreciated. Consider this. Without bile, you lose the lubricating benefits of those fat-soluble nutrients. Vitamins A and E lift your estrogen levels and help maintain mucous membranes. Omega-3s, 6s, and 9 fats help keep vaginal tissues healthy and encourage your body to produce the hormones necessary for preventing vaginal dryness. The problem is, is that many gallbladders have become lazy, congested, and even blocked with sludge and bile stones. When bile stagnates in an underworked gallbladder, it thickens and begins to stick to itself and form gallstones. Decades of processed foods and nutritionally bankrupt low-fat and non-fat diets compounded by increased toxic exposures have created a gallstone epidemic. Quite literally, your gallbladder is a use-it-or-lose-it organ. Colonoscopies, or surgically gallbladder removals, is now the most common elective abdominal surgery in America, with more than 750,000 operations performed each year. If you've had your gallbladder removed, you've lost your natural ability to properly digest fats, as well as your ability to remove toxic hormones and waste from your system. Without your gallbladder, there's a continuous trickle of bile from your liver directly into your intestine, regardless of whether you've consumed fats or not. The problem comes when you need a large bolus of bile to process a fatty meal. Without a gallbladder, you have no bile reserve, and this has adverse effects on fat digestion and nutrient absorption. Even among those who still have their gallbladder, Bile deficiency is a massive problem today due to aging, diminished stomach acid, and inadequate intake of fat-metabolizing foods. Food allergies and sensitivities, stress, and overeating further compound the issue. In order to gain a better appreciation for this problem, I'm going to take a closer look at the many benefits of bile. Bile is an emulsifier, a type of soap for fats. It breaks them down into smaller particles so that they can be absorbed by your gut. Every day, your liver synthesizes and secretes more than a quart of this thick, greenish-yellow liquid. Sounds appealing, doesn't it? And sends it to your gallbladder for storage. Not only is this miracle molecule the key to absorbing and assimilating fats, but bile serves as a toxic waste sponge, soaking up excess chemicals, hormones, drugs, heavy metals, and other toxins for elimination. Your liver continuously uses cholesterol for bile production, which helps keep cholesterol levels in check. Another benefit. 
If you've had your gallbladder removed, you're at greater risk for weight gain and nutritional deficiencies, as well as toxic overload. The number of toxins you can eliminate directly depends on the amount of bile your body can produce each day. Without a gallbladder, your risk for weight gain increases substantially as oversized fat globules make their way into your bloodstream. And because they're not broken down into a usable form, your body has no other option than to store them as fat along with fat-soluble toxins. Congested bile is linked to a whole host of seemingly unrelated symptoms, including hormone dysfunction, hypothyroidism, hot flashes, constipation, depression, migraines, insomnia, dry skin, chronic fatigue, yeast overgrowth, parasites, and the list goes on and on. Finnish researchers found that hypothyroidism is seven times more likely in individuals with reduced bile flow. Release of bile triggers the release of an enzyme that converts T4 into T3, the usable form of thyroid hormone. Those who improve their bile enjoy a whopping 53% bump in metabolism. The worse your bile gets, the more toxic and nutritionally compromised your body becomes. The result is big-time fat storage along with accumulation of toxins stored in your body fat, and this has serious implications on your health. By the time you have a 75% bile deficiency, you've already begun developing allergies, arthritis, and or inflammation in your joints and muscles. By the time your deficiency hits 90%, you may be receiving a cancer diagnosis or another equally devastating illness. If you have symptoms of poor fat digestion, such as nausea, bloating, constipation, or pale stools, or if you've had your gallbladder removed, then it's wise, I might even say critical, to increase your intake of bile-building foods and consider supplements to improve your bile. If you've lost your gallbladder, don't despair. It is possible to be healthy without one. However, the same cannot be said for living without healthy bile. Here are 10 great bile-building strategies. Number one are beets. That's right. Beets contain betaine, which thins the bile and helps prevent gallstones. Betaine is also a rich source of hydrochloric acid, which is critical for digestion and triggers your gallbladder to release bile. Next, artichokes. Artichokes are a fabulous bile-producing food and liver protector. They may boost your glutathione levels as much as 50%. Three, bitters. Bitter foods trigger your pancreas to secrete digestive enzymes and your gallbladder to release bile. Although digestive bitters are particularly important if you are vegan or vegetarian, they are really helpful for everyone with or without a gallbladder. Bitter greens such as arugula, endive, dandelion, and radicchio offer wonderful benefits as well as horseradish, which is also an anti-carcinogen. Orange peel, genitine root, bitter artichoke, and angelica root are also excellent bitters. Stay away from the Swedish bitters, which typically contain herbal laxatives such as rhubarb and senna. Number four, choline. Choline is an essential nutrient that acts as an emulsifier and assists in fat digestion. It reduces cellulite, decongests the liver, and improves nerve and brain function and builds hormones. 90% of us are choline deficient. 
Number five, lecithin. Lecithin is one of the primary emulsifying agents in bile, containing significant choline. Lecithin breaks down fats, making them more digestible. Lecithin also helps keep your homocysteine levels low, thereby reducing your cardiovascular risk. Lecithin from non-GMO, the key word there was non-GMO, soy or sunflower seeds, makes a great fat flushing supplement. Number six, and we've spoken about this a lot before, apple cider vinegar. I call apple cider vinegar a miracle in a bottle. Apple cider vinegar contains malic acid, which helps your body digest protein and thins the bile. Take one tablespoon of raw apple cider vinegar in a glass of water before meals. Number seven, taurine. Taurine is a key component of bile acids made in the liver. Many are deficient, especially vegans and vegetarians, because taurine is derived from organ meats and other animal proteins. Taurine helps thin bile and assists in detoxification. It improves lipids and lowers the risk of obesity. Number eight is capucine. Capucine will ignite your fat-burning engine. Found in sweat-inducing foods and spices like cayenne, capucin stimulates metabolism by activating brown fat as well as helping optimize your cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Number nine, cumin. The smoky, peppery spice cumin can boost your metabolic rate, promote weight loss, reduce body fat and LDL, and stimulate pancreatic enzymes. In one study, just one teaspoon of cumin increased weight loss by 50%. I use cumin in just about everything I eat on a daily basis. And may I say, it is one of the most researched herbs in the world. Number 10, omega-7s, and we don't hear a lot about these. Omega-7, which is palmotolytic acid, is the amazing omega you might not yet know about. Omega-7 operates as a lipokine, a hormone-like molecule that optimizes energy utilization and storage in body tissues at very low concentrations. Omega-7s really shine when it comes to improving your blood glucose, insulin, and lipid levels. Omega-7s will even help build collagen. Where do you find them? Macadamia nuts, sea buckhorn, and deep sea anchovies. Now, Bile, good bile, bad bile. We got to take a look at this because it's really important in just what you consider to be good and what's bad. Bile's many functions boggle the mind, yet incredibly, no one is talking about them. These days, everyone mentions hydrochloric acid, pancreatic enzymes, fiber, acidity, alkalinity, toxicity, exercise, and many other factors. But rarely is the gallbladder ever brought into the equation. Bile is disregarded, ignored, even shunned. If your weight loss is at a standstill or you have indigestion, constipation, allergies, sluggish thyroid, or a myriad of other persistent problems, congested bile should be your number one suspect. Without proper bile, you're not breaking down fats or absorbing fat-soluble nutrients. You're not getting rid of your excess hormones, heavy metals, toxic waste, bacteria, viruses, or parasites. To my thinking, a healthy program must include a new and better relationship with your gallbladder. And if you don't have a gallbladder, some serious bile support for your liver is in order. Think of bile as the new probiotics. I can tell you this, 
Whenever I take on a new client, and for all my clients that are listening, you know I take my clients through a series of protocols. We do one protocol a month until I figure out what your three protocols are going to be every single month. We may start out with something very mild as a juice fast to see how your body responds. By that, I mean, do you have a severe reaction, meaning that you are toxic by having headaches, skin outbreaks, fever, any kind of symptoms at all that's going to tell me that your body's not responding well to this will then dictate what I choose for your next protocol. Eventually, I will get you to a liver gallbladder detox. My point is, is I never do that right off on anyone and no one ever should because never knowing how toxic your body really is to do a liver gallbladder for the first protocol in a person is really, really not responsible. But I can't tell you how many success stories I've had of clients doing liver gallbladder detoxes that after going to the bathroom of doing one of these protocols, see 50, 60, 70 gallstones that they never knew that they had different types of parasites that have come out of them. Trust me, people call me up saying, I thought I had an alien inside of me when I saw what came out of me. So I can't encourage you enough to start introducing protocols into your daily life. It will help you tremendously in reversing aging. Okay, last but not least, and I know all of you have been waiting for this one, your wine may be filled with arsenic. Sorry to break the bad news, but many popular, low-priced brands of wine sold in California contain illegal and dangerously high levels of poisonous arsenic, according to a class action suit filed this past March in California Supreme Court. The suit claims that dozens of California wineries are violating state law by knowingly producing, marketing, and selling arsenic-contaminated wine. Independent testing showed the wine contained up to five times the maximum amount the Environmental Protection Agency allows for drinking water. Some of the popular wine brands named in the lawsuit include Franzia, Menage Trois, Sutter Home, Wine Cube, Charles Shaw, Glen Ellen, Cupcake, Beringer, and Vendage. The wines named in the lawsuit are primarily white or blush, materials including Moscato, Pinot Grigio, and Sauvignon Blanc that are priced under $10. These wineries have long known about the serious health risks that their products pose to their customers. Yet instead of reducing the exposure to acceptable levels, the defendants recklessly engage in a pattern and practice of selling arsenic-tainted wine to California consumers. Arsenic is an odorless, colorless, and highly toxic poison known to cause illness and death when ingested. Some of the long-term health effects of arsenic exposure include various types of cancer, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes. Of the two forms of arsenic, organic and inorganic, the inorganic version is accepted to be hundreds of times more toxic, according to scientists. The arsenic is the defendant wine's inorganic type, according to the lawsuit. So until now, consumers have no way to know how much arsenic they're getting in their wine. This class action suit will help shine a light on the wine industry's dirty little secret. The 28 California defendant wineries produce and market wines that contain dangerously high levels of inorganic arsenic 
in some cases, get this, up to 500% or more than is what is considered to be the maximum acceptable safe daily intake limit, according to the lawsuit. The arsenic testing referenced in the lawsuit was conducted by Beverage Grades, an independent Denver, Colorado lab, and its results were confirmed by two additional labs. Out of 1,306 different types of wine tested, 83 of them showed dangerously elevated arsenic levels. What they found was profoundly disturbing. The levels of arsenic in some of these wines were beyond belief. Among the findings, Trader Joe's famed Two Buck Chuck White Zinfandel, which came in at three times the acceptable limits. Bottle of Menage Trois Moscato, that was four times the limit, and Franza White Grache had five times the acceptable limits. One factor that was found in common is that the lower price of the wine on a per liter basis, the higher the amount of arsenic. I guess in this case, the old saying, you get what you pay for, is incredibly true. The federal government does not regulate wine the way it does water. However, California law requires businesses to warn consumers if their products contain a chemical known to the state to cause cancer. California's threshold for arsenic is 10 parts per billion, the same as the EPA's water standard. There is more regulation in the caramel corn industry in the United States than there is in the wine industry. Ridiculous if you ask me. It's not clear how the arsenic gets in the wine, but the attorneys say that it may come from a clarifying agent or form of inadequate filtration of pesticides used on the grapes. How do you avoid it? As we've been saying for years on RTR, try to go with a sustainable or organic wine. No herbicides, no pesticides, no fungicides. Everything that is sprayed on grapes, remember, especially in and out of the country, is what you're going to be ingesting when you have that wine. And I know we love it, and I know it does have some health benefits to it when drinking responsibly. But remember, you get what you pay for. So at the beginning of this new year, I want you to remember, you have a clean slate of which to start. You have a blank canvas to decide what you want this year to look like, but more importantly, what you want your life to look like moving forward. It's the choices you make on a daily basis, both for you and your loved ones, that will make a huge difference in the upcoming years. Remember, listen, educate yourself, become a consumer of wise thoughts when you choose and pick the things that you ingest and put into your body on a daily basis. I can't thank you enough for being a listener on RTR. Your continued support throughout the years have helped us grow worldwide with a listening audience that is huge and spreading the word more and more every single day. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for being a listener and for being one of our RTR groups that literally gets out there and spreads the word on a daily basis. Have an awesome, awesome new year. Thank you for joining us on RTR. We hope you enjoyed your bit of education. We don't take health lightly, so please join the countless numbers of RTR subscribers in spreading the word on wellness. You can follow Doug daily on Facebook and Twitter. Here's to your health.